Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a 7 West Media Podcast. Hello and welcome everybody to the new episode of The Road Ahead. I'm your host, Ash Davies, and on today's episode, we take a close look at the BMW i3s. This is an exciting, space-age, and futuristic-looking little electric car from BMW. It certainly looks like the car from the future. We try and work out if it is, or if it's already stuck a few years in the past. Quite a nippy little turning circle you've got there. (laughs) Oh, this turning circle is phenomenal. It's so good. You can just turn this thing on a dime. Like I keep finding myself making minor illegal U-turns because I can. Which is not normally something you can do with an electric car because of the whole skateboard type thing. I've tended to find they've not got great turning circles. After the break, we'll catch up on the latest in car news. There's an interesting partnership rumor between Ford and Volkswagen that could make for one of the biggest forces the EV world has ever seen. And Jaguar, following the success of their beautiful iPace, has announced their next all-electric vehicle. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's drive here on The Road Ahead. I've been really enjoying coming down each morning and seeing the i3 in the car park. Something about the i3 just looks from a different planet to almost every other car. It's almost a sense of occasion just to look at the thing. Some people do find the looks quite polarizing. I put out a quiz on Instagram the other day and 80% of people said it was one of the weirdest looking cars they've ever seen. But personally, I'm preferring it to seeing something normal. It feels more of an occasion to see this in a driveway than something like a Leaf. So I quite like the look of the thing. I've got the car plugged in and on charge. This is actually the first time that I've had to charge the car in the week that I've been driving it. It's got this lovely blue indicator light around the plug, which shows you that the car is charging. When that turns green, it means the car is full, and the blue is a really nice contrast point with the blue hues on the car. One interesting question as well for anyone else who's living in an apartment complex. At the moment, I've just got the plug kind of snaking along the floor in an extension lead and then plugged into one of the ports near the apartment's air conditioners. So I think at the moment, my landlord is paying for this electricity. Worth calling ahead, if you are going to plan on living with an electric car in an apartment, make sure you can figure out how to route that electricity to your apartment or just enjoy free driving until they tell you off. I'm giving the i3 back to BMW tonight and I'm already feeling a little sad about that because this has been such a fun and interesting car to live with but I haven't been able to drive it as much as I would have liked. So in order to kill two birds with one stone, it's currently 7.15 in the morning. I'm going to go pick up my brother, drive him to work and we'll talk a bit about the car on the way.
Yes, good morning. How are you doing? What? It's good. An i3! i3? You've been telling me for years you don't like the i3, I and here you are thought. in an i3. Yeah, Did you decide to finally give it a go? I thought I didn't like the look of the i3, but I keep catching myself just in this past week looking at the i3 going, you know, it's actually kind of a cool looking thing. I don't mind it. I think it's the blue. I've always been a fan of a highlight colour. That's oh, why yeah. I bought my A-Class with the red seat belts yeah. and the red lipstick and the stripes. The blue hues. If this had a blue seat belt, it'd be... Oh. I mean, what do you think of the look of this thing? Do you like the look of this thing or do you not like it? I, I yo-yo. Yeah. I, I see it. I think in, there's there's this spec which has got what's this one? It's on the larger wheels. Yeah, this is the S. in the dark color. It's, like it's you the i3s, so it's got the the wheel arches with the flares around it as well, yeah. which gives it a bit of a wider stance. I think this is a good one. Yeah. I uh, there's an, an orange they do in the i3, which I think is really really cool. The BMW i3 was first introduced to the market back in 2013 and for some number of years it was ranked third amongst all electric vehicles sold worldwide. It's a pretty berserk looking thing though with these split sunroofs and... Yeah, the, the front of it I love, the back is still... I have questions about the look of the back because it looks quite digital. It's got the screen kind of vibe with the single plate color and the lights within it. But it's still got your BMW kidney grills, doesn't it? Yeah. Do a... they do anything on an electric BMW? No, because there's no vents in them. I had, that was one of the first things I looked at because I thought, well, all the BMWs have got those grills. This is just a flat plastic panel over the top of them. So, so we were looking at the X7 not long ago, which had the enormous grills. It does. Huge things. Every other BMW is getting bigger and bigger nostrils. And look what's behind us. I mean, it's an X something. I can't tell anymore. No, neither can I. <laughs> it's, it's some amount of BMW. Yeah. Apart from being BMW's first all-electric car, the i3 made headlines for being the first mass production car to be made with a carbon fiber reinforced plastic structure. It's a brilliant design study in lightweight and sustainable material design. The i3 weighs just 1.2 tons, meaning it's more spacious, more powerful, and lighter than a Mini Cooper. So, I plugged this car in last night. I'm going to give you a question. I'm going to cover up the dash. I got home, plugged it in at about 11.30. It had 39 kilometers of range. And I plugged it into my apartment complex's power. How much range do you think it's going to have this morning? What type of power point did you plug it in? See, I forget you work in electricity. I plugged it into the type <laughs> that was underneath the air conditioning unit in my apartment. Is that a three-phase connector or is that just a standard wall socket? Just a normal wall socket. <sighs> I don't think you'll have a full charge this morning. Yeah? I think on a standard wall socket like that, you need quite a long time to fill up a battery. Yeah. That's what I learned this morning. I've got 97 kilometers worth of range. <laughs> okay. So it gave me Not 60 enough. kilometers. Well, only about 25% of the battery filled up in about eight hours. How far do you need to go today? How far do you need to, to go to work? Round trip about 98 kilometers. Right. But if this was your car, mm. presumably they would install a proper charger. Yeah, they put in a proper, proper type two. Yeah, it would get to 100% overnight. It wouldn't be an issue. The car's range overall is a little bit. Well, it, it's okay. It's good, and it's disappointing all at the same time. 
the model we're driving is called the i3S, first introduced back in 2018. The S on the name means the car is lower, wider, has flared wheel arches, and a 120 amp hour battery, good for 0 to 100 in 6.9 seconds, and a range of 246 kilometers. Or at least, that's what BMW claims. And, you know, my driving style, I've probably gotten about 210, 220 kilometers. It's not bad for your driving full, style. I know, it's actually pretty decent. And it's totally fine because living in Richmond, city trips, little short 10 kilometer bursts. It's, it's been okay as a city car, but there is a little bit of concern. Looking, like looking at it last night, thinking you know, I've got 37 kilometers, I better charge it up, was more of a, what if I have to drive to mum and dad's today? Or what if I have to go somewhere off in the shops that's 20, 30 kilometers away? Then it's a round trip that exceeds the capacity of the car. So there's a little bit of a limitation if the car's not full. But that's not a, a criticism of the BMW i3. That's just what, that's the mindset you need to change when you own an electric car. You do need to be yeah. thinking ahead just enough to know how much charge you're going to need the next day. If you jump in expecting that you'll be able to fill it up in five minutes, that's when you have a bad time. Yeah, it's expectations, but it's also that I would have loved if this had 300, 350 k's of range. Like that would have been absolutely spot on. Does it have a low power mode like your iPhone? Actually, no, that's actually one interesting question. What happens to an electric car when it goes flat? Like, do I go into a range extension mode? Does it give me, uh, you've only got 10 kilometers left, so we're turning all the systems off? Or does it let me just keep driving until it stops? I don't know. I'll have a push one to that end. I really want to test it, but I know that it's the kind of thing where if I have to call and say, hey, I can't move the car, <laughs> it's just gonna piss people off. Yes, <laughs> you can pick up your car. <laughs> Unlike your petrol car, 0% charge on an EV means 0%. There's no battery reserve. The BMW i3s does have a driving mode though called Eco Pro Plus, which is both a terrible name and a little bit like the low power mode on your phone. Switching this on turns off your air conditioner, softens the throttle response to smooth out your driving inputs, and it gives you a good 10% more range on the same charge. If you do go flat, you can't just tow an electric car because the rotating rear wheels will cause damage to the car's motors. Most manufacturers then recommend that you should use a flatbed truck to move you to the nearest charging point. Or today, some roadside assistants are equipped with fast chargers to give you just enough charge to drive your way back to safety. Quite a nippy little turning circle oh, you've got oh, there. <laughs> oh, this turning circle is phenomenal. It's so good. You can just turn this thing on a dime. Like I keep finding myself making minor illegal U-turns because I can. Which, which is, is not normally something you can do with an electric car because of the whole skateboard type thing. I've tended yeah. to find they've not got great turning circles. Yeah, that Tesla had a really bad turning circle. He was, I was doing seven point turns in all the car parks. This thing's just kind of, I can just turn it within the space of its own lane. Uh, no, don't do that. Oh, no, you've done okay, it. Okay, yeah. There you go. I can do a U-turn within the space of two lanes. Exceptional, really, really useful. That's why my theory on this car is that it's a brilliant, brilliant city car. And I that's, think that's what it is. Yeah, and that's where it kind of ends. I can't tell if I'm driving a Mini Cooper or an SUV. Like, look, there's a Range Rover Evoque. We're bigger than the Evoque, so I've just stopped mid-traffic. Stopped mid-traffic. I'm gonna do that. Sorry. But that Range Rover Evoque is smaller than we are. 
and that doesn't this, feel right. No, it doesn't. It's but this it is. weird warped illusion. Like the car is shorter than that. Granted, that thing is quite tight looking, but this thing is slightly bigger. It's got so much space on the inside. Look how far away the windscreen is. You're not wrong. Can't touch it. All right, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'll give that a go. A little bit like the size of a fuel nozzle, we are reaching a point where there is an industry standard charging port on all electric cars. It's called a Type 2 connector. There is today a risk that you might drive all the way to a charger and it has the old type of connection, but gradually they are all being updated. Tesla has the biggest network of chargers in Australia, full of Type 2 connectors, but even though Tesla has offered other manufacturers the use of its charging network, no other manufacturer has signed up, meaning you and your BMW have to look out for a smaller network of third-party charging points. So where do you charge this if you've only got a standard wall socket at home? Yeah. Where do well, you charge your i3? it thing on the key. This is something that I'm not completely sure of yet. It's got a thing on the key that says charge point. And I can go and take it to that and scan the little thing on the charge point pass and it will let me plug it in. So, can you, in the nav, can you find where you need to go to charge the car? Quick search, recent, recent charging, charging stations. stations. Favourite vehicle charging station. Okay. Uh, where is that? Now turn into the second street on the right. I think if you turn into the second street on the right, it'll find a way to get you there. Thank you. The Tesla one's quite good because that shows you all the charge points on the map, shows you how many bays are available. Uh, am I going to have to pay to get into this fancy little hotel? You reckon it's in here? I think it's near the Olsen parking. Is there another one available? We couldn't find a charging point despite the map leading us down this tight and narrow pathway, but oddly enough we did find a marching band rehearsing. So our search continues, assuming we can get out of this tight gap. Please make a U-turn if possible. Not now, Becky. We're trying! <laughs> Have you named her Becky? Yeah. There you go. It's a three-point turn in the smallest of gaps. That's the benefit make a -turn if possible. of this car's architecture. Is that navigating to the right charger now? Onto Chapel Street. I, to be honest, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. I've never met an iDrive system that I understand. No. And that's a really good point to talk on. You have reached your destination. No, we, we just haven't. left our destination. It's on the left. No. The user interface on BMW's never been great. So what are its competitors then? Well, here's the interesting thing. I was looking up last night. Uh, reading different car reviews, looking at what its competitors are. And we're still in the space with the i3, where people talk about its competition as what other electric cars are on the market, mm. which means that you approach this having to want an electric car first. What I'd love is to see this car competing with a B-Class and an X1 and comparing this car on all of its merits to other cars in its actual physical class. Like how you see the Model 3 is being compared to on performance, things like the M3 or things like the Alfa Giulietta and, and other cars like that. It's, we've kind of got to get to a space where you get an electric car because it's better in every way than a normal car, not just because it's an electric car. I think once people realize that they're just better at being cars, that's when we're going to hit yeah. a turning point. Which is why I have some reservations about the way this thing looks, because it looks so of the future, like they're trying to remind everyone it's electric. I'm looking forward to the day where you can just go into BMW, 
with an amount of money now, and they will say right. okay you can have the x2 but you can have the x2 with the the, the two liter engine or you can have it with the two and a half liter engine or you can have the premium one which is the, the x2e and it will have the electric drivetrain because they'll look through the specs and think okay electric is better in every single way it's smoother it's faster it's got more torque it's got more range i'm looking forward to time where all electric cars are so normal that you just buy an electric car because it's the better thing to do. I think however if you give people the choice between the same car with petrol, diesel, electric, whatever it is, people will just default to what they know and whatever's yeah. easiest. I think at some point these cars are going to have to continue being a little bit experimental mm. until they get to the point where BMW or whoever it is can hands down just do a, a hard yeah. change yeah. and say, nope, now we've decided electric is better if you're buying this car, it's going to be electric. Yeah, because if we continue to give people the choice, they're just going to default. If this was a Mini Cooper, this would be my favourite car in the world. If this was just a normal Mini, looked like a Mini, spec your own colours, it had this kind of torque, this kind of turning circle this kind of zippiness, it would, it would be the best car. Now you don't have this in a petrol car because you can always see where the petrol station is. Yeah. Here we're really having to look where to find where this charge point is. Is it in there? Is it in the fresh Sunday roast? Richmond Union Bowling Club. Is it in there? I no, that looks like way a private too far car back. Park. Is there an app that tells you charge point Oh, no, there is, there is. While you are. The PlugShare app says there is no charger in our current location. Really? But BMW... If they think otherwise. ...telling us that there is. I think if you just give me one hour, I'll figure out how to use the iDrive. That's fantastic. It definitely says Gleedal Street. I don't know what street this is, but it looks like a Gleedal. Your destination is on the left. So, <laughs> the charge point app says there is not a charger at this location. Whereas iDrive tells us otherwise. Mm. And that's my problem with built-in navs. Right, since we're not getting electricity, I need energy. I need a coffee. Let's do that. With a coffee in hand, we could take some time to look at the i3 from the outside. I still love looking at it, surrounded by those other regular cars. The carbon fiber shell isn't just good for weight saving, it's also good for space saving. The car is so strong it doesn't need a big B-pillar between the two doors. You open the front doors normally and the rear doors open backwards, leaving an enormous open space to enter and exit the car. The back seats are incredibly easy to get in and out of, great for families and giving you all the convenience of a small SUV in a package the size of a small car. It's nice though, isn't it? It's really cool, it's real different. Big fan, big fan of that. Let's go drive. I still don't know if I'd, or who I'd recommend it to, or if I'd recommend it to people. The one thing that you can't ignore with this car is the price of the Model 3. Before Model 3, this was the premium daily driving zippy SUV kind of electric car to have. It's more that now that the Model 3 is available in Australia, you've got to compare the price, you've got to compare the specs, and you've got to compare the software. And this is a $79,000 car. That's a lot of money. The Model 3 starts at about $72,000, $73,000. Mm. Granted, you've got to pay a little bit more to get the autopilot upgrades and 
and all that. But You're getting 400 and something kilometres of range yeah. out of a Model 3, aren't you? 460, I believe. You're doing really, really... Is that the long range or the standard? That's the standard. That's the standard. The ent well, that's, sorry, that's, that's the entry-level yeah. model, I believe, you can get in Australia. My feeling about this industry is that everyone thinks that the future of electric cars is about electric drivetrains. My feeling is that it's about software. And the only company that's really, really good at software and user interface right now is Tesla. And they are, I think, five years ahead in the same way that, you know, everyone thought the BlackBerry was the future because you had this smartphone with all these keyboard buttons on it and you had right. email and you could do music and you could do right. internet. And then Apple came out and said, no, we've got real software, big screen, uh, and, and it, it has all these applications that continue to evolve over the years. Like, there's a, a feeling I have that if you buy the Tesla, which granted is cheaper, better range, and has autopilot technology, it will drive itself. This doesn't even park itself. It's got wonderful benefits, but Tesla's quite a long way ahead on the, the autonomy software, and that will continue to be updated. You can get out in the morning and, and the car's got new stuff in it, whereas this already feels like it's stuck in, in kind of 2013, because that's the gear and the software that BMW had when they first started making the car. After the break, we'll catch up on the latest in car news. There's an interesting partnership rumour between Ford and Volkswagen that could make for one of the biggest forces the EV world has ever seen. And Jaguar, following the success of their beautiful iPace, has announced their next all-electric vehicle. Right, we're at your office now, aren't we? Yep. Don't go, that's not a gap. He's got it. He only went and did it. He's only gone and bloody done it. <laughs> right. right. Yes, good morning. Yes, good morning. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now for car news. Volkswagen and Ford have put together a deal to share electric and autonomous car technology for passenger vehicles. This would be the second phase of an existing agreement between the two manufacturers that was first signed back in January. Volkswagen and Ford are already working together to build a mid-sized ute for the commercial market. This commercial vehicle market is perhaps the most important market for EVs to break into, bearing in mind that the Ford F-150 has been the best-selling vehicle in America for 42 years in a row. The existing agreement will see both brands take a share in a single platform for a new ute, which is likely to be the next Volkswagen Amarok and the next Ford F-150e. But this extension of the deal into passenger vehicles is potentially something a lot more meaningful. 
Volkswagen has something called the VW MEB platform, and it can be configured for front, rear, and all-wheel drive setups, and all kinds of varying vehicle sizes. The leaked information is that Ford is going to be using this Volkswagen MED platform for its own future vehicles, meaning there could be an awful lot in common between the next Golf and the next Mustang. Jaguar has announced a £1 billion investment in retooling its British manufacturing plant ahead of a big new push into electric vehicles. Alongside the announcement, they've also shared that their second all-electric car will be a new version of its XJ sedan. This is all in line with Jaguar's pledge that by 2020, all new models will have either electric or hybrid versions available. It's such a dramatic reinvention for a car company that's so ingrained in old-fashioned British history. Jaguar has seemingly jumped from 1970 to 2020 in just a few years. Much of this was led by the brilliant acclaim of its electric Jaguar I-Pace, and no surprise there, that car was designed by a man called Ian Cullum, the brilliant designer behind cars like the Ford RS Cosworth and the Aston Martin DB9. Jaguar has already shown that they can perform brilliantly in the electric car space. We're looking forward to driving the I-Pace a little later in this series and learning more about the new XJ as information comes out. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and please do share this with someone else who you think might be interested. The Road Ahead is a 7 West Media production. Our line producer is Jake Taylor, supervising producer John Buck, and executive producer Nikki Hamilton. I'm your host, Ash Davies. Thank you for listening, and see you next time. 